Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here. Yeah, it's me again. Welcome to another one of our wonderful spiritual teaching video series called The Light of Love, a global network channel of agape love. Love is here. And as I said, I am Pastor Deborah, your teacher. And I'm the executive producer, creator, director of all the videos. And I want to give a big thank you to Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through, through Pixabay, where I get the free, wonderful motion videos. Pixabay is a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Such creative people. Mm -hmm. And since I'm on a very tight, tight, limited budget. I don't sell anything. I don't charge anything for all my teachings or any webinars or anything. I, I need some a little bit of help and blessings. So Pixabay offers free motion videos, and I use them to help you to see beyond the natural, to awaken your imagination to things that maybe you have never seen or heard of before, the realm of the spirit, the realm where your forever person, that part of you lives, that upon your earthly death and destruction of your physical body, something in you lives on. Mm -hmm. Many of you have already experienced that end, out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, and come back alive. That's the part that I'm reaching to. That's the part that the light of love is going to reach out to and touch in these videos. Most teachings only talk to the soul, from the soul. But Pastor Deborah's a little different teacher. I used to be that way when I was a licensed clinical mental health counselor. It was soul to soul helping, teaching. But then I was asked to put that down by the God, sort of, of the light, the realm of the spirit, the king of heaven, to learn how to help you his way. So he and I could travel together and I would be able to carry the light of love to you, no matter where you were. And I was beginning to tell you, how God was helping me through some scriptures before a powerful open vision came, which we're going to get to. So welcome today to the Light of Love, this educational series, this reaching into the darkness to touch you mm -hmm. by a hand, a light, a heart that you may not know of yet. Mm -hmm. The Heavenly Father. So welcome. This is going to be number five of the Light of Love series. And it's entitled, So Many Hands. Just So Many Hands. And this is episode number two. When I was learning how to go from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor to helping you the Lord's way, I had a lot to learn. I didn't know where you were, who you were, what the rules of helping you were. 
So God had to give me lots of help. So he always took me to the authorized King James Bible, where it has no commentaries from any denomination. He always took me to the Webster's Dictionary and to the Strong's Concordance. Then he used movies, documentaries, history, nature, animals to help me. Even fantasy and mythological movies. I was entering into a realm I knew nothing about. You know, we thought maybe, was I entering the realm of Santa Claus? The Tooth Fairy? The Easter Bunny? Was I entering the realm of ancient ancestors? Foreign gods? I didn't know. So he had to help me. And he always helps us through his word. His word that we find in the Bible guides us and leads us into all truth. And sometimes you can read it and don't have a clue what it means. I've had many stories and you'll hear about them because we're told one thing when we go into churches or by pastors or in books. And it doesn't seem to make any sense. That's because it's religion. It's soul to soul. They never distinguish spirit to spirit. I just had a a webinar about faith yesterday. Oh, he quoted the scriptures. He read them. But all his talking was soulish. He never expressed deep spiritual things. And even a little baby can understand spiritual things. When they look in your eyes. When you smile at them, you're anchoring their soul in love. Love is beyond the physical body. It is in that world of the physical body. But there's a love with a light to it, a spirit to it, that goes beyond the physical. That's where I work now. I work with you, the forever person. So welcome. This is going to be part number two. It's going to be some scriptures. And if I run across a story that will help you, I'll tell it to you. So you be welcomed. But first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. This video here from Pixabay sort of represents him. Looking at us, shining on us, talking to us. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for your love. Your light of love that is reaching out to us, wherever we are. Whatever darkness of every planet, solar system, and galaxy we're on. Whatever condition our soul is in, however old or young we are. Whatever sex, gender, no sex, you're reaching to the forever person. The spirit part of us that you're trying to bring out of the darkness, the ignorance out of confusion, slavery, and captivity, to sin, to death, to the lust of the flesh, so you can meet it, love on it, nurture it, guard it, and protect it, teach it, and be in a father-child relationship. Father, thank you for your words of spirit and truth from the Bible. Thank you. For your love of us, even now, after so many thousands of generations, 
that you have not stopped getting your words of Isaiah 61, 62 accomplished, providing for us a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. Thank you that you have never waned in your love for us. You have fought your battles and persecuted, rejected and abandoned by us, overlooked, watched while we bowed our knees to other gods. Watch while we broke your heart in killing our neighbors, lying and stealing and being about the world of the flesh. Father, we thank you that you never left us. Your love was strong enough to hold. And now the light of love is coming to us here in this video through your words of spirit and truth and light so that our forever person can feel and sense the light of love your love, agape, coming to us. And they will know truth and no longer have confusion and ignorance about some things. Thank you, Father. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. We were working through some scriptures. And we had been talking about how upon our earthly death, our spirit will go before the king of the heaven, Christ Jesus. will go before his throne. And he will look at us and say, did you hear me? And did you follow me? Were you like a sheep or were you like a goat? And we were talking about what that meant. So we're going to pick up in a little bit more in this video. Let's go to Proverbs 14, 31. This is from the authorized King James Bible. Verse 31. Proverbs was written by King Solomon. He was the son of King David. King David was the second king of ancient Israel. The first one was King Saul. He disobeyed two or three times, got removed. The anointing lifted off of him. He got an evil spirit. And he stayed king until his death by his enemies, the Philistines. Then King David, when he was a young boy, probably, early teenager, out in the fields, was anointed, picked by God. The prophet Samuel came and anointed him. Well, for 30 years, young David had to serve it with King Saul. He, It wasn't nice, but he grew up. He wasn't ready to be king yet. And most of us are like that. We get chosen as children, but we don't know anything. We need to be mentored and tutored. And sometimes we have to sit under horrible people. I've done that. I've pastors. I've been in churches. You get attacked. You get ostracized. Mm -hmm. It isn't fun. But you learn. And one day, King Saul died. It It broke David's heart. He loved King Saul. He wanted Israel to have a king. He was saddened when King Saul didn't obey God. David had a relationship with God out in the sheep fields as a shepherd. He could hear God's voice and see him in the stars, watch him among the sheep. He was sad to hear about King Saul falling from grace. And he was sad when he was even told of his death. But one king must die. 
be taken away for another king to arise. And King David was chosen as a young child. I couldn't arise as Pastor Deborah till the other me, Jan, died. One has to go and give way. One of the flesh, disobedience, has to give way to another. In the world of multiple personalities, you might say, I had to create a new me. And I did. But it wasn't me who did it. It was God through his word. Pastor Deborah was always there, but not getting nurtured. Uh, I didn't identify with Pastor Deborah. I had been called Deb, D-E-B, or Debbie. And when the fifth grade, the story goes, when my family moved, we were in the military, from one state, I think it was Illinois, to another state, Alabama. And I walked into my fifth grade classroom. There were already two or three Debbies. So my middle name was Jan, J-A-N. So I wanted to be different. So I said, my name was Jan. And I told my family to please call me Jan now and took them a little while, but they did. I brought Jan to life. Jan was not a nice person. Now, Pastor Deborah was always there. Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, was my first name. But I never got called that. And then when God, years later, God caused Jan to die. Jan got on the cross with Christ Jesus. Had the experience going to hell. And when Christ Jesus rose up, Pastor Deborah rose up. A new creature in Christ. Never been created before. Never really existed. But there I was. Then I had got tested and tried. Satan was trying to get Jan back alive with all the hurts and wounds and issues, sins. And I had to be always on alert. Even now. I had to do major things. I changed my checks. I had to tell my son I didn't give birth to him. Jan did. And I'm Pastor Deborah now. But I'd like to be your spiritual mother. All of this is in the story called It's Time. So here we are learning in this scripture and the story of the light of love that we must become new. And only through the light of love can that happen. So as I was telling you about King David, he married Bathsheba after he had sex with her. And one child died because God said, you're in sin. Bathsheba was already at that time married to Uriah. Mm -hmm. And David had Uriah killed. And that child died. And then David went to the Holy of Holies, got on his knees, asked God to forgive him and to kill this adult that he had become and restore the young child that loved him. And you'll see that in a great movie with Gregory Peck and Susan Hayward called David and Bathsheba. When Gregory Peck as King David is in the Holy of Holies on his knees before the Ark of the Covenant, telling about this old David who had sinned, was a murderer, an adulterer, must die. And he was asking God to restore the young child that loved him. And you heard a bolt of lightning. And God killed the old King David. And David put his hands on the 
Holy of Holies box. Should have died. And he did. His old him died. When he walked away from it, the child had been reborn. Now came King Solomon. David already had plenty of wives. But from Bathsheba came Solomon, who we get Proverbs from. Now, King Solomon had prayed to God as he was taking over after his father's death to be wise, to serve his people and guide them and lead them. And he knew he could only get that wisdom from God. So God granted him wisdom and out came Proverbs. So let's read Proverbs 14, 31 from the authorized King James Bible. Now this is involving my story of you, of just so many hands, so many hands. Verse 31, he that spiritually oppresses the spiritually poor. Now remember, this goes back to the sheep and the goats. God was saying there's two kinds of people, and you either are a sheep and you hear my voice, you obey and you follow, or you don't. You're a goat. He was showing that when you hear and obey, you're blessed. And he's trying to show us still more differences between sheep and goats. Verse 31. He that spiritually oppresses the spiritually poor. Now, I add that word spiritually because God taught me, if you want to understand the Bible from the spiritual viewpoint, from him who is a spirit, you must put that word spiritual spirit in front of words. Most pastors don't do that. Most teachers don't. So it's just the soul talking to the soul. He that spiritually oppresses the spiritually poor, those who the king just spoke about, those who are hungry and thirsty, living in spiritual rags and spiritual confusion and darkness. They were slaves spiritually to Satan. They were hungry. They were dishonored. Had spirits of heaviness on them. You'll learn more about that when you read Isaiah 61, our condition. He says, you that spiritually oppress these spirits, reproaches them. You cause discredit, dishonor, displeasure, and disgrace to the king of heaven. The spiritual maker, the father, the creator, the savior, and Lord God. Okay, what that means is when you have no respect for a spiritual person inside the dirt and you mistreat spiritually these people, you attack them, enslave them. You can see what it looks like spiritually by looking at the natural. You kidnap them, you abuse them, you kill them, you enslave them, you lie, cheat, steal to us. It says you bring shame to God. You bring shame and dishonor on yourself. And then he goes on and says here in verse 31. But he, that spiritual forever person, who spiritually honors him, the spiritually poor, and God the Most High, 
the Lord and the Creator, the Heavenly Father, if you have spiritual respect, love for the spiritually poor and God, you will have spiritual mercy, compassion, love and grace and goodwill on these people, on these spiritually poor ones, those who he has spoken to us about and need his spiritual help of the light of love. See, I had to look at you, the worst of the worst, and see inside of you, your spirit. I had to know your condition of your spirit. I could see it it, a lot coming out of your soul and physical body. But maybe I didn't know why you did what you did. Who is your Lord over you? Why were you serving him in this manner? I had to look sort of beyond the veil. I had to get into this realm. I had to see with his eyes, hear with his ears, understand you with his mind. Now let's go back to Matthew 25, 31 through 46. We're in verse 41. If you happen to hear any strange noises, we got some work going on in the neighborhood outside. There's trucks and rocks and dirt and just noises. So if you hear it, that's what it is. Verse 41. Then shall he, the king, the son of man, this was Christ Jesus they were talking about, shall say unto them on his left hand, those who did not follow the sound or the voice of him, the king, the word of God, the voice of the heavenly father, the goats. He'll say, depart from me. You cursed into everlasting fire, the lake of fire, spiritually prepared for the devil, for Satan and his angels and demons. Yes, you will be judged even spiritually. Mm-hmm. Let's. How does that work? Let's say in your life you profess to be a Christian, a believer in him. You go to church, you take Holy Communion, you give money to the church. Maybe you make the sign of the cross. You pray to mothers and you pray to saints. Or maybe you ring bells, you light candles. Okay? You you are private, kind of quiet. And then maybe you go into politics or business. Or you just have a family. Now, while you're in this church, you might hear, do not kill, do not oppress, love your enemies, do good to them. And you don't. One way it might be that God says, do not kill. Love your neighbor. And you choose, you vote for, you give money to, you support abortion. And what is abortion? It's a physical termination of a pregnancy inside a woman. 
for many different reasons. Now, when that happens, you're killing the physical body. But inside that body is a spirit that doesn't get a chance to come out of the womb into the earth. Maybe that little spirit in there and that physical body was going to be a leader, a peacemaker, a mother, a father, a wonderful teacher. And it never had a chance to accomplish its purpose. If you're on a mission somewhere, maybe, uh, let's say, World War II, and you had a planned attack, and all of a sudden something happens, and you hear the word abort, abort, you knew what that meant. Stop, turn around. We're not going to do what we had planned to do. So abort means to terminate something that you were going forward with. There is a spiritual abortion that stops the purpose of the spirit. Not only through death of the physical body, but through entrapment in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Yeah, there's spiritual abortion for the spirit. So he is saying, I'm going to judge you. Get ready for it. I'm going to look at you, this king of heaven. Are you a sheep? Or a goat? Do you hear my voice and obey me or not? So get ready for judgment. Now, a lot of years ago, and even now, many people know it's coming. They've heard it. So on their deathbed, they ask forgiveness for all their sins to be cleaned up. And God deals with them. They get clean. So when they die and they're up there, They're clean. They they will not go to the lake of fire. And now sometimes I ask God to do judgment early. I have done that before. To take somebody, their spirit, into the courtroom of the universe and to judge them. And to pronounce a sentence. As a royal king, I'm allowed to do that. And as a priest. Because if somebody will not stop doing what they're doing, And it will not give a chance for somebody else to arise and learn and be free. Then I ask for the judgment from God himself now. So later on, see, I don't want you to face God, your spiritual person. It's not a pretty thing. It will be in front of everybody. All your deeds, words, emails, texts, your real thoughts, your images, who you serve. It's all on video. They got flash drives, books, everything. There's nothing hidden from him. Your purposes, your images, why you do what you do, what you think about. It will come out to the open. All that you've been hiding with lies and deceptions and rebuffing us and telling us all kinds of distortions won't stop him. And the angels know. The Holy Spirit knows. And people like Pastor Deborah, we know. Because God will tell us if he needs to. Verse number 42. For I, the son of man, this is the king now, King Christ Jesus, was spiritually hungry for the agape love of the heavenly father and his truth. And you gave me none 
of his spiritual meat. I was spiritually thirsty for his living water, and you gave me no spiritual water to drink. The eternal life of God himself. Verse 43. I was a spiritual stranger, an orphan, in the family, the house of the Heavenly Father. I was not yet born again. I was a prodigal, would run away, left, off in pigsties. And you took me not in to his family. You never told me about his agape love. And salvation for me. And you spiritually clothed me. The least of his brethren. Not. I was spiritually sick. In my spiritual body. And in my heart and mind. And in my soul. And you spiritually did not bring to me. Spiritual healing. I was in a spiritual prison, darkness and ignorance, fear of my mind. I was in a prison for slaves to sin. And death hovered over me all the time. I was spiritually separated from him. And you did not even visit me spiritually in prison. What does that look like? When Christ Jesus was on the cross and he took on all the sins of us, he went into hell, into spiritual prison, upon the Holy Spirit throwing off the cloak of sin and Christ Jesus getting the keys to hell, death, and the grave back from Satan, who was the keeper of the keys. Christ Jesus went over to all the doors in prison, unlocked Adam and woman, Noah, Enos, Cain, Seth, all those, King David, King Saul, all those that had never heard or seen him yet. He went and opened their prison doors and said, come with me. The price is paid. You're free. Can you do that? Can you go to hell? I have. You'll read about that in called 72 versions. I go into hell often and go visit people there that are in spiritual prison. They're already physically dead. Mm-hmm. That's right. A great movie to even see what that might look like. The spiritual mind of a person. You go watch The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. It's about this young lady who was a therapist, had this ability to go into the minds of other people to help them. And the movie started off, she was trying to help an autistic boy come out of his autism and be and talk. And she went into him. There he was. Then they brought to her a violent criminal. And he had some information about somebody he had kidnapped. And they were afraid that she was going to die. 
So they asked her to go into this criminal's mind. And when she got in there, there was rooms, compartments, multiple personalities, ugly ones, demons, little boys being chased by demons, horribly cruel people. And it was a powerful place. She could barely stand it. And she heard from one of the personalities in their little boy that since he had been a child, this demon had been chasing him to kill him. And how that happened was he had gotten baptized in water in a lake for Christ Jesus. And he was so frightened, he opened the door and a demon came in. And he formed multiple personalities and it got worse. But she knew his mind was so horrible and so powerful that she had to do something else to reach him. The little boy said, the only way that you can help me is to help me die. This was a little boy. We'll call it a multiple personality of this criminal. So she brought the this mind of this criminal into her mind where she was the queen. She took the little boy back into the water. And in the water of baptism, he died. This was all in his mind. And set him free. He was tormented because of that event, that fear. Great movie to watch. To understand what it's like inside of somebody. So here in this scripture, we are learning from Christ Jesus. You didn't come to me in my world. You didn't bring hope and freedom. You didn't bring love. You didn't bring healing, deliverance. You didn't come into my world where I was, where I was broken into many pieces, fragmented. You didn't come into my world where there's demons, darkness, crimes, horrible crimes, where I am many. And I'm broken up inside. I compartmentalize everything. I have many personalities. You didn't come there. You didn't come into my spiritual world, is what Christ Jesus is saying here. And if you did come, you didn't bring anything for me. Didn't bring me any love, any hope. Your words were dead only to my soul. They meant nothing. Your life was not pure. It was one of deceptions. Just one of money, flesh, sex. It was one of lies. You were actually serving Satan yourself. Yeah, the enemy can tell who you serve. Somebody that you're trying to help, they may be in a mess, but they're not stupid. Their spirit knows, do you serve this God or somebody else? Do you have this kind of light in you? Or do you have Satan? It's light. Verse 44. Then shall they, these guys, answer this king, Christ Jesus, when they're in front of the throne, saying, Lord, when did we see you spiritually hungry for food or thirsty for water or a stranger? And we did not invite you into our house or you were naked and we clothed you. Or you were sick and we brought 
healing to you. Or you were in prison and we did not minister unto you. Good questions. Verse 45. Then shall he, the son of man, the king, Christ Jesus, answer them saying, Surely I say unto you, you on my left hand, you the goats. Inasmuch as you did it, these things, not to one of the least of these, my spiritual brethren, you did not these things unto me. Christ Jesus says, I'm one of you. I came as one of you in a dirt body. I'm your brother. He so aligned himself with us, with you. That says, if you don't attend to one of these human beings that you see, care for the animals like I do. Speak as a king of the kingdom of heaven. Believe that there's nothing impossible to do through my word. If you don't do this spiritually, you do not do it unto me spiritually. This Christ Jesus was already resurrected. He was already on his throne. So you can attend to people in the physical. Give them food, water, shelter, homes. Free things, free everything, but you're not even ministering to the spirit. You're just ministering to the dirt. And Christ Jesus saying, you didn't minister to me, the spirit part of me, the forever person. There's a difference. I had to learn it. I used to give out clothes and prayed over the food, worked in the food pantry. Volunteered in the community. Took people in my home that were homeless. Paid for them to have a car. Paid for them to go to college. Bought them clothes. Cared for them. Asked them very little. But that didn't change their spirit. There's two worlds here on this earth. There's one world, one kingdom. Called the kingdom of darkness. And has a king, Satan. Ignorance and confusion. Spiritual. There's a one world government here. On this world. That God desires his government to be ruling over. Spiritually. From the spirit. Out through the soul. To the physical body. So it gets a little complicated. And you have to really study. Verse 46. The goats are having trouble. Because they're recognizing all that you did, you didn't do it to me. Because you didn't attend spiritually to those people in dirt. Oh, you may have loved them, the flesh. You may have taken them in. But you didn't reach the spirit. Verse 46. And these guys, the guys who did not have mercy or compassion... On the least of the king's spiritual brethren. How many tears do you cry for the bad guys? Knowing they're going to hell. For what they do. 
and they're a goat. How many tears do you shed for them? Or are the abusers? The child pornographers? The liars, the politicians? Those that start wars, lie, cheat, and steal, and only serve money. Do you cry for not only the baby in the womb that's going to be aborted? How about the doctor and the nurses? It's a hard walk, this walk of Christ Jesus. You have to pray for, love, even the worst of the worst that do the most horrendous things physically. But you have to be able to see the condition of their spirit. So verse 46 says, And these, the guys who did not have mercy or compassion on the least of kings, Jesus' spiritual brethren, shall go away into everlasting punishment, the lake of fire. But the righteous ones, those who did these things spiritually for and to others unto life eternal. We're starting to see spiritual versus flesh. So you can attend to the flesh, give out free book bags here for school, free food, free clothing, free housing, free phones, free medical. Come into our country free. But that's not attending to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Now we're going to go to another book, Daniel 12, 2 through 3. Daniel was a prophet in ancient days. He was a captive in Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar. He was a powerful spiritual man. And let's hear what he has to say about this. Verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth, that means the human spirit, who is asleep in their dirt body, who are still dead to God, separated in their sins, shall awake, come back unto life, be revived unto God, the heavenly Father, some into everlasting life and some into shame and everlasting contempt. When you see the word from a spiritual viewpoint, things begin to change. Verse 3, And they that be wise, spiritually wise, and their teachers, they shall shine out as the spiritual brightness of the firmament, like this, of heaven. And they that turn many to spiritual righteousness, they will shine like the stars in the sky forever and ever. He's telling us, if you cannot help the spirit, revive it. Get it born again. Speak to it. Recognize its condition. And you go into everlasting contempt. You will not be honored in the court of the kingdom of heaven. 
Christ Jesus, the king, will not be pleased with you. I didn't want that. Proverbs 4, 18 through 19. Back to King Solomon again. Verse 18. But the path of the just, the spiritually righteous one, my Pastor Deborah, is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. I should be like this in the darkness, gentle, flowing, his light shining on me, shining out to you in the realm of the spirit, not hurting you. I have to come gently. Your eyes are only eyes in the darkness. So light can hurt you. It'll make you sick, the truth. Even though you know a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. Verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness and ignorance. They know not at what they stumble. When you're in darkness, spiritually, you might be fearful. You're stumbling, but you may not know it. You have many personalities and parts and programs. Do you know it? Maybe, maybe not. If you have deceived yourself for so long with lies, been corrupt, believe that it's okay. You pit one person over another, a mother over a child. A lot of people saw this wonderful side of sacrifice during the wars. When men had to go to war, not to women, the men would go and lay down their lives, not only for those people at home, but those who they were trying to free. They chose to sacrifice themselves. Many of them never made it on beaches, out of airplanes. Young kids, men, fighting for freedom for others. But yet, with little children, you choose your flesh, your rights, your life over the life of the child. What has it done to you? Nothing. You caused it to be created. Maybe you were raped. But doesn't that child coming forth have a life, a right to live? There are people that will adopt it. You won't have to take care of it. Maybe you chose sex to trap somebody. Maybe you're not taking precautions. There's all ways men can uh, still have sex but not create babies. And nobody's doing anything much about that. But you won't sacrifice yourself for the baby. You put yourself over the child. We have a lot of respect and honor for men who go to war to lay down their lives for us back home, for the children, the women, and those who are held captive. We see that in World War II. And we honor them. We have great respect for them, for their sacrifice. Very few have respect Or a woman who chooses her life 
for this inconvenient thing called a child. There's battles over titles of who's a woman, who's a man. Confusion is raining down here in this world. Lies and deception and bewitchment. I don't blame you. I'm going to go past that to your spirit. And that's what this light of love is about. Showing you the condition of your spirit that I had to learn so I could bring you the light of love. So let's end this teaching right here. And I want to ask you a question. Do you want to come out of spiritual prison? I'm coming now right into you. Into your world. The light of love has come. Gently and sweetly. It offers you a new birth. It offers you freedom out of the flesh. Hebrews 4.12. And Isaiah 61. New clothes. New birth. New family. Healing. For all your spiritual sicknesses. You can come alive again. Through the light of love. If you want that. It's done. You don't have to do much. You're not saying it to me. I can't give it to you. But he can. King Jesus. The Holy Spirit and the Father are here. To do their work. They are three but they are one. They all work together. To bring about your freedom, your new birth. So welcome if you want it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this teaching of the light of love. And how you are going to judge us in all our things that we do. And why we do things. What's our arterial motives? You're going to judge our texts, our social media comments. You're going to look to see what part of us, of our spirit, soul, and physical body is ruling us. Is your kingdom of heaven inside of us ruling our spirits? Is our spirit ruling our soul? When we think we should say something, we say nothing. Do we bring mercy and compassion to those that need it spiritually? Are we spiritually about your spiritual business? Isaiah 61 and 62. Fulfilling your words of the cross. Helping you to have new children. Father, help us to see through your eyes. Hear with your ears. And have the mind of Christ. For there are so many hands, Father. Just so many hands. Take the light of love into the darkness and reach them. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next video teaching of the light of love. Bye.